sometimes you start off from nothing in a, in a desert, but um, that doesn't mean you're not prone to greatness. That little clip came from my interview of Lee Estrada, a friend I met my very first day of college here at BYU-Idaho. He's a really cool guy, has some good perspectives, and I think there's a lot we can learn from his story. This is a pretty chill conversation. Just talked with him about his book and things that he learned in college because he's graduating soon, and that's pretty much it. If you're interested in learning more about that, definitely give this episode a listen. I think it would be worth your time. With that all said, let's just jump right into it. Welcome back to Yield Today with Dale and Camland. I'm joined by Lehigh Estrada, so he's preparing to graduate really soon. I met him my very first day at BYU-Idaho, so pretty pretty long history here, and just really excited to dive in with him and talk about his story. Thanks for coming, Lehigh. No worries. Sorry, it's not a celebrity. I'm not Jay-Z or something, but... <laughs> no, it's okay. You have a lot of really cool perspectives, and you've kind of proven the, the test of time. You've been able to... You know, you're about to graduate. What's that like in your head? Um, at first, it was scary because most people would always assume, oh, you're going to be done with homework and all those projects in school. But there's actually more than that. Real life is a bit scary because you have to take care of yourself yourself. Like you don't have a set schedule. But mm. I think it's also exciting as well because you get to do whatever you like to do as well. Nothing can restrict you. Yeah. Sorry, was there anything else you were going to say? I was going to say, like, uh, probably a job. <laughs> but yeah, that can restrict you. But whatever. Yeah, I really like that. It makes me think of, like, the fact that, you know, in high school, our lives are so pretty much built for us. And in college, you get to build a lot of it yourself. But there's still a lot of structure. Hmm. But then you get out into the real world, and it's like you said, you either crash or burn. So I feel like, or you crash or you succeed, you know, you yeah. crash or burn. You No, you have more options than that. But crash or climb. Yeah. Crash or climb. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It makes me think, like, people that do really well after college, they probably are really good at planning things out and going after it and not getting, you know, I guess, lazy. I hope so, because I met some college students, college graduates, that are really, really lazy. And also, they think they're better than other people. So just because you're a college graduate does not put you into a higher elevated status above everyone else. Everyone else is very important. You just happen to be blessed to have an education that no one else can have. Not a lot of people have. Yeah, it's easy to forget like where you came from and things you've learned, you know, that kind of helped you get to that graduate. So kind of bring us back to childhood Lehigh, growing up in India, in the Philippines. No, it's actually Dubai. Dubai? Yeah. Oh, whoops. Is, is, isn't Dubai in India, though? No, it's not. It's oh, in we're the like, I'm looking like a fool right now. It's fine. <laughs> now nah, we're all fools, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No worries. You're not the first one who asked that. But we've been friends for a long time, though. But it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I do talk to a lot of people, so that, that's some consolation. But anyway. Hmm. You just want my childhood as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, things lear you're learning growing up, you know, trying out things, so learning. Yeah. So I'm from the Philippines. I grew up there and then went to Dubai when I was four years old. It was a desert. It was nothing at all. But I think the m when I grew up into the city, the more I realized you can make something out of nothing. 
and you can achieve anything you want. You don't have to go to New York to start your dreams. You can start small. So besides how Dubai was pretty much like a desert, is there anything else that kind of taught you to look at life that way and learn that way? It helped me think about if I fail, at least I can rebuild again. Mm -hmm. it, that sometimes you start off from nothing in a, in a desert. But um, that doesn't mean you're not prone to greatness. Dubai is now one of the richest countries in the world, but it still maintains its Arabian culture. So another lesson to learn there, even though you're progressing, does not mean your essence and or your, you know, your good self should go away as well. Yeah, I think it's really good. And it, it's kind of going back to the college graduate thing, like not letting go of those wonderful things that kind of helped you get to that point in the beginning. Well, sweet. Well, you served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Ogden part of the time, right? Utah, but Orem. Orem, but weren't wasn't part of it in Ogden? Orem and Ogden are far away, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm I'm a little bit off today, but that's completely fine. I was I got one of the O names, right? But anyway, yeah. that's cool. What were some of the lessons you learned from that experience that kind of helped you uh, now or where you're at? So Provo, and then it split to Aura Mission. Three things I've learned there as well is that even though you know you're a member of the church, that doesn't mean you know everything, that mm -hmm. there's always room for improvement. Just because you believe that the gospel is true and it's and it's the true church of Christ on the earth, which I believe in strongly, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean that there there's not a lot to learn. There is. There's always many things to learn. Second is don't 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 be too hard on yourself. Don't think that you have to be perfect in one day. Just because. Just because someone already memorizes the language within a month or two and you can't do it, it takes you seven, seven months or almost two years, don't be too hard on yourself. You're there for a reason. If the Lord wanted a scholar, he would have called them. But mm -hmm. he called you, an uh, 18 or 20-year-old, very young. So yeah, trust in yourself and don't think you can do everything in one day. That's unrealistic. Just know that the Lord is always patient with you. And you have to be patient with yourself. Patience with yourself is the hardest. Being patient with yourself, yourself is the hardest person to be patient with. And we've talked about that patience a couple times when we were going down warm slew together and haircuts and stuff that one day. Do you remember that day? I think it was last summer. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about patience because I was struggling with having patience for myself. What What is like some advice for somebody that's struggling with that patience for themselves? I would say eat ice cream. Okay. <laughs> and take it slow because when you eat ice cream, you're kind of take slow as well. Uh -huh. If you don't have ice cream, well, at least move around and learn how to pat yourself in the back. I think... Just be kind to yourself. Relax. Play a game or something. Mm -hmm. Or just say something along the lines of, you know what? I did good today. I didn't accomplish everything, but I did some good today. Or bad. Whatever how you... If you want to be a good or bad person. Mm -hmm. I did some sass today. I did... <laughs> I, I pranked a friend, and that made me happy. And 
probably not him, but he'll laugh at it at the end. <laughs> but yeah, I would say it's hard to do this. Trust me, it's very hard. And I have to go through it a lot. But remember that, that your efforts are never in vain, no matter how many times you fail. Because we human beings, we, we will fail. But that's the more reason to get up and, you know, be patient with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's some super good stuff. I appreciate you sharing that. And I kind of want to go back to those mission lessons you learned, like Mm -hmm. how you can't assume you know everything. Also, don't be too uh, hard on yourself because we are inadequate. We are all inadequate. We're not perfect. We all are still learning and trying. And you just got to start with where you're at. I, I completely agree with all that stuff. So how did those lessons kind of translate to college and then ultimately to this book that you've been writing? Oh, so when I got here to BYU-Idaho, I'm an English major, so... Almost an English graduate. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) A lot of English majors don't understand their way of writing. It doesn't make sense to me. It's so complicated. And, And mine is just simple, easy to read. I aim for audiences that... You know, no, that's, that's super good, yeah. I aim for audience that, you know, they're they're not English majors. I want my audience to be something that is not English major, something that, you know, they they can read, but they have a hard time reading. I want them to enjoy reading as well instead of looking at the book and be like this is complicated. So, the whole assume I don't know everything in BYUI that's why I came to college because I do not know everything. And and I would take the hardest classes of literature because and struggle with it. Sometimes fail on them, but I always get out of something from that, from that experience. For example, I'm learning postmodernism. I have no clue what was that about three years ago, but now <laughs> I know what it is. It's about trying to find the meaning not in the story, but you have to dig deep through the story to find a meaning. It mirrors people narrating today. They're, they can be unreliable. Or old American and British literature that I do not know about. Assume that British and American literature are not the only big literature mm-hmm. cultures there. There are filthy literature that I'm very used to. I never read The Great Gatsby because I spend most of my high school reading Filipino literature and Greek mythology. (laughs) That's it. Not being too hard on yourself. Realizing that writing takes time and skill. It takes practice. I can never write three pages of essays in one day three years ago. It would take me a day at most. But now, well, depends. Depends Mm -hmm. on the topic. Now, I can write them within three hours or two because of practice. That's awesome. You've been able to become a much better version of yourself through your major. And I think that's really cool when you take that road and be willing to learn and and not just assume you, you know, everything. That's cool. Well, tell us a little bit about your book and some of the problems that I forgot his name, but some of the problems that he faces. Okay. So this book, I don't have a title for it's a five book series as well the series name is called the detriment informant detriment is what you call a super villain and i think you heard the words criminal informant right Mm -hmm. so for those who are listening do not know what a criminal informant is 
It's when criminals being used by the police to give names of other criminals. So hence, criminal informant. They use criminals as a way of information to catch other criminals. So the detriment informant, similar way, the protagonist. He's not a hero. He's not a well. He's a villain. Yeah. <laughs> Is he like an anti-hero? I would say so. Yeah. Okay. He's the youngest, detriment, powerful detriment ever. The world is filled with superpowers. Well, kind of. It used to be superpowers a century ago, before the settings of the book, and because of mingling with others, instead of having powerful superpowers, it died down. The powers, the range of powers, diminish as well. Like into the most observed and the most weak. Like. You can detect a far from a mile away, and don't his powers change like every day? Yeah. So our our protagonist Chain, he's a detriment. He's one of the most powerful and dangerous detriments because, like Dallin said, he changes powers every day. He doesn't know what his power will be the next day. Like he can have laser vision today, tomorrow he can turn into a, a slime, and he'll never know. He'll never have a heads up. He'll have to test it out for himself when he wakes up in the morning, and he does sleep. He tried to stay awake, but his power forces him to sleep on schedule, like twelve midnight and stuff and stuff like that. Gotcha. I like the story a lot and the kind of the premise behind it because this guy he has wanted to be the good guy in the past, and now he's kind of choosing to want to be the bad guy. That's correct, right? Not exactly. He's mm-hmm. already been a bad guy okay. ever since because. Heroes failed to save his parents as well,、mm. and he has a grudge. And most of the heroes he knows, the superheroes he knows, are part of a conspiracy that wanted to take over the world. And so, anyway, he gets captured by the police, and was asked to be their informant, give names of of detriments or supervillains、mm-hmm. that are less dangerous. If it's way dangerous. He has to catch him, but he has to catch him himself. And to make sure he doesn't escape, he、um, there would be a police team that would look out for him to make sure he doesn't do any funny business or any shady dealings. <laughs> And so the series is about Chain trying to trying to capture these powerful super villains for the police, so that he doesn't get executed. And he gets lower sentences in his jail time. Gotcha. Gotcha. I recently watched most of National Treasure. He kind of works with the FBI to like clear his family's name and also find this treasure. So I, I kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking about right now. Before we get back to the book, let's kind of dive into some of your struggles, the hard times and stuff, really quick in in college. I've seen you in really high highs. We've been friends for a long time. We've done a lot together. I've also seen you at extremely low lows, where it was really difficult sometimes to understand like what you were going through. You know, so share like some of those struggles as much as you're willing, and I guess some hope for people that might be having anxiety, depression, these、uh, really big struggles that college and other things can bring. I think as an international student, when I came to America, I was hoping because they say it's melt, it's the melting pot of the world. You think people would be friendly to you, and also it's a church school. People would. Would like to invite you to their game nights most of the time. You feel friendly. You feel at home. I didn't feel that here. 
And I mean, BYU is a great school, full of great people, but I wish they could see how how they can do better. And the one thing I hate, <laughs> not hate, dislike probably, but hate's a strong word. Hate's a very strong word. That's the kind of word that turns a person into a villain. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm thinking like a villain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I poured this into my book too. Yeah, that's that's the whole point, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think that I dislike the most is people in BYU are religious. They always pray for a miracle. They don't realize this. You don't pray for a miracle. You be a miracle. Most of the people I've interacted don't really get it. They always keep praying for a miracle to happen. Be like, oh, pray that he's okay. Pray my roommate's okay but there is something you can do i just wish they they could have talked to me or just casually say without judgment and without reservation hey you want to play frisbee with us and when they play frisbee with you you actually talk to the person instead of treating him like a dry wall i think that's another problem i encountered in my college life as well people don't really try to talk to you. And then sometimes I even wonder if it's my fault. It's how I look. <laughs> Am I ugly? <laughs> no. But yeah. Because I've seen... any. This is also part of my dating problem too. When I try to date girls and then they're just shallow. I can just tell they're shallow. And I think I have the worst luck of dates. <laughs> they hardly talk to me at all. But then the next day I'd see them converse with a very hot guy with this big muscles and uh-huh. uh, wide features or stuff like that and I'm just I'm I'm just distraught by how I'm not saying all girls are shallow but I have my worst luck in with people who are shallow that includes making friends too when they don't really try to talk to me I just want them to ask me how's the day how's the weather <laughs> or did you see that shooting star last night? I think that's my struggle. It's just knowing that. And then I have to realize that this is American culture is different from Philippine culture. Not a lot of people are going to converse you. Yeah, you can't force anybody to do anything that they don't want to do. And it's kind of it's really tough because everybody has their own lives. And a lot of times we want to have like a reason to reach out. And this is something that we've talked a lot about. You were telling me about a friend that felt like he should reach out or something. And you told me, like, you shouldn't have to, like, feel like you should reach out to me to reach out to me. You should just reach out to me because, like, God is always reaching out to us or trying to from other people. But the funny thing is sometimes people don't actually act on those things and it leaves people in the dust. And like you said, sometimes you can get into, like, this darkness of feeling like, Am I even worth reaching out to? You know, Mm. well, what about all of my gifts and things? And it's easy to undermine some of that stuff. Going back to the experience I told you about, there's this friend of mine. He, um, well, it's more of an acquaintance now because I hardly, I don't know him anymore. (laughs) I was eating my lunch and then I happened to bump to him. He's like, oh, Lehigh, good to see you. We kind of caught up. But he's in a hurry. He's like, oh, I had a feeling that I should reach out to you, but I didn't do it. And in my head, in my head, I was like, you fool. 
<laughs> but <laughs> you fool. But <laughs> we're all fools, I guess. Yeah, we were, we were talking about that earlier, so it's kind of funny to bring that up again. Yeah, and here's the thing. People in the church, we believe in the Holy Ghost to be... Mm-hmm. To be a good influence on you, to do mm-hmm. to influence you to do something good, mm-hmm. influence not pers- not force you. Yeah, because he can't yep. do that. Anyway, he needs to have this persuasion to have him do something good. And what's worse, he did not follow through. And I'm just like, are people really are robots these days? I mean, mm-hmm. are they? Do you need some external force or yeah. a persuasion to for you to do good? Instead of doing it on your own, on your own will, just act on your own desire. Instead of waiting for someone or something to tell you to do something. Yeah, it's no good to wait because you can wait your whole life and nothing will happen. Well, we've talked a good amount about things that we have that are not really in our control. And, you know, some of your thoughts and feelings. What are your thoughts for like future Lehigh, because I'm planning on doing another interview with you once you release this book. I know it's like you've been working on it for a while. So I plan on doing another one of these in like a year or so. So what do you want like future Lehigh to know? And also where can we find out more about this book in the future? Three years. I do not know where this series will go because I'm not JK Rowling or anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's awesome. But I want to say the future Lehigh for three years from now saying, look how far we come. If I have not published my book then, because I'm still in my research, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And if he published it, he's like, good job. But also I want to say the future Lehigh that, because future Lehigh taught me a lot as well, because I imagine my future self talking to me. I imagine I want to say to him, look how far we've come. I guess we're not scared anymore. Well, Mm -hmm. we're scared sometimes, but not all the time as well that we made it one step at a time. When I finish my book in three years, if I haven't, well, we still have long ways to go. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a way we could listen or not listen, but read like a little bit of it or anything like that? Um, You want me to read part of it now or, or like, like a Google Doc or something that the listeners can click on if they want to read from the book, like a sneak preview. Um, yeah, sure. I'm uh, chapter one is done, but still in the process of editing. They, okay. But if listeners would want to a sample of my chapter in my book, they can. They can. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, we can I put can a link in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Link in the description. I'm not. You're I'm, completely fine, man. I'm not a YouTuber. This is man. your first podcast interview, and you're doing so good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. <laughs> link in the description below for an excerpt for the first chapter of Detriment Informant. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Lehigh, for uh, coming on. What's your last advice for freshmen or anybody else that might be struggling or kind of in a dark place with the pandemic or not quite sure what to do with uh, following their dreams? This is the most hardest thing you can ever do to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Being kind to yourself can take many forms. For me, it's ice cream or playing in my Switch games. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, I play video games for the story so I can research as a research for my novel. Because it's awesome. Video games have good storytelling. But yeah, anyway, just do things that you like to do because you want to spend time with you. I mean... You deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. for example, 
let's say I'm Marie or or Dallin. What do you want to do, Marie? What do you want to do, Dallin? I don't know. Maybe an ice cream and just talk in the park, even though it's gonna be crazy. Even though people are gonna say we're crazy <laughs> when we talk to, re- to myself. But yeah, do that. Don't be too embarrassed of doing things you love as well.、Mm-hmm. Listen to that music. Eat eat a buffet. Make sure it's in your budget. So <laughs> take care of your budget. But also, aside from being kind to yourself, don't assume you'll know everything at once. Always be open-minded to learning. Do not act as if you're very smart than college. Oh, be open-minded with things because you never know how that there's wisdom treasures hiding around the corner. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Lee. I appreciate you, and we will definitely catch back up, and we'll see how your book's coming along in the next year or so. But I love you, man. Thanks for coming on, and I hope you finish your semester really strong. So thanks, thanks for、Dallin. coming on, dude. Thank you, people. Good night, New York. Just kidding. See you. <laughs> Peace, Boston. Cool. So that was my interview with Lee Estrada. He has been a really big influence in my life in college, and I met him my very first day. I would not have met him if I had not gone and talked to him my very first day. So that's kind of crazy, but that's kind of how it goes, and that's kind of going back to the yield mindset and the whole. Yes, I envision love demonstrated. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to help people. I'm going to help out myself. You know, because if you're willing to help out yourself, then you're also willing to reach out to other people. And I showed that by reaching out to Lehigh. And sometimes you need to do that when you don't feel like it, just like Lehigh shared here. If you'd like to read from his book, definitely check it out. It is in the show notes, chapter one. I've read a little bit of it. It's good stuff. He's gonna put out a really awesome book when it's done. So definitely stay tuned for more to come and. I will have another episode coming this upcoming Thursday. It's going to be a different episode than one that has been on the podcast in a long time. So it should be a lot of fun, and I'm I'm excited for it. With that all said, thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to yield today, and it will be a better tomorrow.